boy, it sure it sure was a crazy election. And what's important is that we all voted and our votes were we heard our voices were heard. And you know what? Whoever wins, the real winner is democracy and America. So with that, uh, I just want to say to Mr. Biden, thank God we voted out the orange dictator. And now we can look forward to a wonderful new era of, of Joseph Biden, one of my favorite uh, guys. And it's going to be so good. Well, Josh, that is such a fucking great point. Uh, we, I just sat through the election of my lifetime, and you know, I, I would be remiss of me not to, Mr. Biden. Uh, hey, Mr. President, how about you suck my penis? Um, this country is horny and is constantly trying to get laid. If you could just make it a little more chill for people to party down, have a good time, and maybe shuck a little oyster, maybe we would have more people focusing on STEM education in the public schools and not on getting that STEM uh, like an American Pie 9. And having said my piece, Mr. President, my good friend Charles Hobby also would like you to hear this from a, from voters – Mr. Biden, have you even fucked Grant? We did it, baby. We did it. Nine movies. They said we couldn't do it. They said Josh and Charles can't and shouldn't watch nine American Pie films. But for some reason, we did. And you, listener, have been with When Will It End, the movie podcast. We watch the movies. We watch the nine American Pie movies. And now we're done. I'm I'm drinking mold wine. Wow. Fresh out of the microwave. Yeah, Fresh out of the microwave. Yeah. Let me get a little in the clear here. I'm slurping on that. Here Mm. Oh, he choked on the wine. Oh, he spit it back out. <laughs> Good stuff. He hit the mic. Don't cut any of that. That was gold. Uh, mm, yes, look at very him go. I'm spicy. drinking. It's so spiced. This mold wine. Wait, let me uh, let me get some. I got tannins, of course. Mm. Fucking mouth. Um, yeah, you're a, you're an absolute mess. It's like a star anise was ripped out of my asshole and put down my mouth. And if they're talking about star anuses being pushed down their mouths, you know it's when will it end? The movie podcast. We watch the movies. We start with American Pie one, then watch somehow eight more movies, and now we're done. We don't know what happened. With what do you mean with what happens? Like with with Jim and the gang? No, no, we we do not know. We started with one, and then just I don't know what happened. It's two months later. It's election night. We just watched American Pie presents girls rules sorry american pie presents colon girls rules because two reasons one the future is female two uh this is what democracy looks like pussy hat that's all go ahead uh, what's a what's a what's a what's a pussy hat during women's march the women they wore the pussy hats and it was great because this pussy uh grabs back and it was about orange man and uh so charles i'm gonna give you two versions here just you know keep the one that's appropriate um Thank God we voted out the orange dictator, and now we can look forward to a wonderful new era of of Joseph Biden, one of my favorite uh, guys, and it's going to be so good.
And then the, here's the other one. Okay. I, for one, welcome another term of Trump. He made America is so awesome. What is going on? And I'm just so we should do it more like this. And it's so good. And now we can all get back to just uh, making American Pie movies. Okay, so just use. I like that you, as a as a what an ambassador of the podcast, just want to make sure we're on the right side of history. Well, one you can record. Uh, why don't you record a couple, and we can just have those on file because we're recording this again before. Uh, the big election uh, is over. So, right. Charles, let's let's hear one. If uh, Joseph Biden won, let's hear your message to listeners. And Slate, go. Uh, hey, Mr. President, how about you suck my penis? That's pretty good. Okay, let's do one. If uh, if uh, uh, the orange man he win it again and is going to be president more, and give it to me, baby. Hey, Mr. President, why don't you lick? <laughs> you gave me the eyebrows. <laughs> wow, that is. I got so excited. Okay, let's end it. We'll go take two. Charles' message to the orange okay. man on term number two. I'm not going to look at hibbity, you. Hibbity, go. Hey, Mr. President, lick, lick, lick my butthole, Mr. President. That's pretty good. Now we have. Uh, to just edit together, just obviously all the shit I'm saying right now, uh, just edit all this out and yeah, we'll just yeah. run with those I have a very um, precise marking thing where I just, I, I, I know exactly. Once I'm done with the record, it's like I have a series of Santa's elves. Just, they get in there, they look through all the notes and I'm, I'm doing it. I don't have Santa's elves, but it's so easy because I make notes. I, I mark things. I write things down during the record. Yes, the laptop is on the floor. Yes, I drop things all the time and don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm a wizard, baby. I know exactly what to do. You don't have to tell me how to do my job. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to make it clear that... Oh, we have to set them up too, okay? So uh, um, I'm going to just do a, a one blank thing you can use to plug the other stuff into. Okay. Uh, okay, ready? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Got my notes. Boy, it sure it sure was a crazy election, and what's important is that we all voted, and our votes were we heard our voices were heard, and you know what? Whoever wins, the real winner is democracy and America. So with that, uh, I just want to say to oh oh then okay, Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden, and then just do one of those. Um, I just want to I just, I said that part. Fuck. Uh, no, no, I just okay. wait. Say, I should just take over at this point. Okay, yeah, yeah you yeah. did your thing. Now we need to put in mine. Okay, I know you do your thing. Okay, go, 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 go. Well, Josh, that is such a fucking great point. Uh, we, I just sat through the election of my lifetime, and, you know, I, I would be remiss of me not to, Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden, and then we put it, yeah. Great, we're all set, man. I'm that gonna was put good. This, I'm going to put, the, if we have, I will let you know, this is real. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to leave all this shit in, of course. I'm not going to end Wait, this no, shit no, no, no. Oh. God, but okay, I fine. will, before the opening credits song, I will edit together our message to the president. Yes, this is great. <laughs> there will oh, be an we opening. Should, we should bring, we should bring in a, one important issue each forward to the president. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, and this is for either, mine's for either president who wins. Whether so you're just going to do one guy. for both. One for both. Yeah. Because um, I think this is an issue that has gone addressed, unaddressed for too long. Um this country is horny and is constantly trying to get laid. If you could just make it a little more chill for people to party down, have a good time, 
and maybe shuck a little oyster, maybe we would have more people focusing on STEM education in the public schools and not on getting that STEM uh, like an American Pie 9. Cool. So that's my message to the president. So you're taking a very American Pie 9 uh you know that's the that's the policy you'd like you'd like to everything in the White House. Whatever happens, twenty twenty one, you want an AP nine focused policy agenda. Look, American Pie Nine reminds us that not only are men disgusting, but women are fucking awful, and Filthy. women are disgusting too. And they're so focused on slamming and getting slammed and doing sex that they're barely paying attention to what matters, which is uh, STEM science education man and they need to focus more on that right that's fucked up that's so that was your that was that was your big takeaway from uh girls rules well i just think that a girl could be president probably not in my lifetime but maybe in my kids kids lifetime and they're not gonna get it friggin' trying to do sex on grant okay right but i think doing sex on grant is an important part of becoming president that's true i do think whoever is president should do sex on grant and that's big for me yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe this should be my after the previous like overarching message to the president. This can be my message to the president, which is, have you fucked? No, hold Grant? on. Let, let me let me set it up. And having said my piece, Mister President, my good friend Charles Hobby also would like you to hear this from a from voters, Mister Trump, Biden. Have you even? Fucked Grant? Thank you. Yeah. Have you even been in a room with Grant while wearing vibrating underwear? Mr. President, can you name even four of the posters on Grant's walls? Because I noted them all down. That's great. Mr. President. I was joking. I was asking you that. Can you even name? Let's can you name three posters on the wall of Grant's room? No, I didn't if, you, it, if you fucking anything. love this podcast so much and give us such a big shit about it, I always bothering it. me about recording episodes and shit, yeah. why don't you fucking tell me at least three posters on Grant's fucking bedroom wall, or I swear to God, we will start this entire segment over again and watch American Pie, and we'll do it all nine we're just again. Gonna re- we're going to have to rewatch every movie? If you, can't, if you can't show me your dedication to cinema and list a number of posters on the wall of Mr. Grant Fisher, I think is his name. I think I took some notes. You think just... he took... Okay, get a load of this guy, listener. He thinks he took some notes. Hmm. Well, that's um, good. No, I didn't. I have three notes. I have three notes. Uh, okay. So you want to hear them? Yeah, please. Uh, good start so far, jacking off to JFK. New Stifler. That keg was empty. Those are my notes for what am I watching of uh, American Pie 9. That about sums it up. A pretty <laughs> riveting 95 minutes. Uh, we have Girl Stifler. There you go. That's one for the history books. I mean, I don't know if we want to do this now, but we do have to update the alignment chart and add the new Stifler to the boards. I would argue Stephanie is chaotic good because while she's sexual and very forward like a Stifler, she really doesn't display any of the rapacious attitude of the rest of her family. So I, I guess I, 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 while I find her full of spunk and maybe unpredictable – I don't think she qualifies for anything less than chaotic good. That's my two cents. I said what I said. I well, That was good. I will say this. I would lobby for her to be put into lawful good. Really? I mean, as the title of the film warns us, 
This is about rules. And yeah. she's, sta- she's one of the four founding mothers of the rules. And she acts by the rules. Yeah, this is pretty woke. Yeah, yeah. so she, she acts by the rules she created about being a good sister and a good, uh, you know, friend, whatever. And uh, I think, I honestly, she's good, and I think she follows the rules. She makes the rules. I w- I'm going to put her in as lawful good unless you have a counterargument. Well, can we compromise a neutral good maybe? Because it seems I, st- I do think she has a certain verve. All right, you know what? You're right. I guess because we've called Matt Stifler chaotic, See, he truly is chaotic. That's what I'm saying. If you so, compare a Matt to a Stephanie, no, que- they're so different, no question. Matt is chaotic. He fucking oboes. He's spiking uh, the the Kool Aid with Ipecac. She doesn't do any of this shit. But she does follow the rules, the laws of Stiflerhood, which is to be horny. So I guess you're right. She's lawful good. She's is good. horny chaotic? I'm sometimes... no, 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 I'm, no. I'm fucking agreeing with you, bro. Okay, great. This is the problem in this whole country. And now that the yeah. election solved it. We can all move on, I guess. But yes. you know, people, we have different. Sometimes we're both saying the same thing, and we're just thinking from our but own we're minds thinking different thoughts from yeah. our hearts wow. and then we tweet those things and then they get retweeted and ratioed and people get doxxed Wait, what's ratioed don't worry about it you're, okay. you're young and beautiful never change um yes so here are some things on the walls i put together sort of like you know grant let's get down to it every all the disgusting girls in this movie just want a bone and it's horrible and uh, they they decide they're all going to bone Grant. Grant's the hunky hot guy. He's the new guy in school. His mom is the principal. Principal having sex with uh, one of the main lady's ma, a dad, and he's a he's a total he's a filth. He's a father I'd like to fraternize with if you catch my drift. <laughs> By the way, why not? You know, they did a lot of good people yelling uh, as in the in the in the sidelines in this movie. That was a good running bit in this. But they could have brought in like a filth or like a dilf. Girls. Wait. Oh, I see. You, you know, mean to like really bring it back to the original series. Right. Like they uh, late in the movie, you know, Emmett throws in a band camp joke and we all appreciated it. We all love Emmett. Emmett got big hog. He's a nerd. He wears a vest. Yeah. He has which a huge is... hog. I love that that was like a plot point of the movie was that Emmett has a huge hog. Yeah. Emmett's a dragon around something. <laughs> twix those, uh, twix those skinny little legs and it's a penis. Uh, but hold on. So on the walls of Grant's bedroom, we learn a little bit about Grant. Mm. And no, I'm not just talking about his plasmatic shirt, which was admittedly cool. It was I'm cool. talking about his his 40th anniversary of the famous L.A. punk band X yeah. poster on the wall. He's got inexplicably a Dr. Hook poster, which is like a – it's a band. It's fine. It's 70s rock band. They're uh, not the most aggressive choice, I suppose. And then maybe the key – that Pablo Cruz poster. Wow. Another completely anodyne selection. And then that's contrasted with there's just a poster of a guitar and then just a poster of a saxophone. I mean, that that tracks. Yeah. He loves the saxophone. He loves the music of the saxophone. And honestly, who among us has not had their hearts and minds blown, so to speak, by uh, the horn that John Coltrane made into an instrument of the gods? Did you take the uh, the 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 fucking greatest online quiz of all time about what size jazz boy are you? Oh man, that sounds like a click hole joint. Sure is. I don't know if I did. How big was you? Uh, I'm a small jazz boy. That makes sense. Do you want to take the quiz on the episode, or is that yeah? Too let's do it. Silly? I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. Okay. Well, no, so I've... okay. Do you want me to read you the questions? 
Oh, yeah, you, you, read, you read me the questions. That's okay. good. That's good what thinking. What size jazz boy... What size jazz shoes do I need is a question that is recommended to me. I will say. Hey, let that. me answer. Let me answer you with this. If you're if you're swinging, if you're vibing, any shoes is jazz shoes. You can ask I me about that because I know about jazz. Okay. Okay, Charles. Let's get down to it. Here we go. And if everyone wants to take the quiz and tell us what size they, jazz boy they are, feel free. It's just search. Don't get conned by Google. Do not look for the size shoe one. Go to. Are you a big jazz boy or a little jazz boy from Clickhole? Question number one. When you're honking on your horn, mm. how, bi- how big is the bugle blasting? You have four choices. Okay. Tremendous. Petite. Regular bugle blast. Big blasting bugle for the boys. Oh, it's fucking tremendous, dog. It's a tremendous. Old- so when you're, when you're honking on your horn, it's a tremendous bugle blast. Yeah. When I'm letting one rip, you best believe it's tremendo. All right, Josh. When you hear the word jazz, uh-huh. how loud do you scream? And again, you got four answers. Extremely loud, massively loud, deafeningly loud, or only a little bit loud. Well, hold on. Can you say the word jazz again? Yeah. Jazz. <laughs> I wasn't in the room with you. I'm not going to say deafening, but how about massively? I mean, I love me some jazz music. You ever heard the sw- the the... Josh, I'm going to cut you right off. I have. I have heard. Okay. okay. And uh, I get it. I'm going to put you down for an you extremely loud. You heard this jazz loud. thing? The kids love the jazz. You know, but not most kids. Grant loves the jazz. Oh, Grant is, uh, look, Grant's a young person. Sure. I think he's been adequately sexualized in this film. I will not pile onto that, and I will not say something inappropriate about Grant, but uh, I would happily sit down with Grant and listen to some jazz music. I think that that's not something... I'm not going to get you know hoisted by my own petard no, for saying that. I, I I would like to say that I think well, we're going to talk about the movie in a bit. You, we, I do need to know what size jazz boy you are. But one big letdown with this movie was that Stephanie. I mean, if this were like a, a more realistic movie, Stephanie, upon hearing the lovely whatever jazz you're listening to, whether it's bebop or or rocksteady, rock. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. Those are the guys uh, from the the other ones which yeah. we saw. Uh, she she the, would have the turtles. The plot of this movie would have quickly shifted into Stephanie's appreciation for saxophone and jazz as a whole, and yet she listens to it a little bit and then just doesn't like it, which I found strange. Right? Can you mention hearing jazz music and not liking it? I personally, for myself, from my experience, based on what I've experienced in life, based on the things that I've experienced and the jazz that I've heard, I freaking love jazz jazz music. So I was surprised at that. Uh, I think I don't know a lot about young people because I'm I'm threatened by them for a variety of reasons. They're terrible. But I think most teenagers love jazz, just like me. Just give it a chance. I mean, yeah. Insert president name. Loves jazz, and if they're leading this country, mm. you got to love the jazz too. I think that's how it works. Josh, number three, how big does your body grow when you hear the jazz? <laughs> when you hear the jazz unfolding. Do you triple in size? Mm. Do you become 10 times as large? Wow. Do you actually shrink or would you prefer not to answer? It is an intimate question. I know. The, but the, the, the degree of my engorgement uh, when I hear the jazz music, I get real freaking big. 10 sounds a bit. Look, I am not. I'm not one a man of science. I think that's something we've established on the show. It's ridiculous. I have, 
I've performed the uh, scientific method on a, 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 a anatomy test or two in yeah. my day. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about doing sex. Uh, <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> sex. Uh, I don't sex. even know what we're talking about. Uh, uh, how big does I'll your body say, get? How big does your body get? I'll say prefer not to answer. I don't know. I'm a little coy. I can I can play it a little safe. Yeah, I think I a big jazz boy might be coy. We'll find out. We'll find out together here on the show. When will it end? The movie podcast. We watch nine American Pie movies and feel normal. But having first. A, having a normal one. <laughs> uh, question number four. How do you feel about the ocean of trumpets? I'm in love with the ocean of trumpets. I'm going to say I am in, but it's you. So when I say I, imagine it as you thinking about it. Can we get into that idea for a minute? Yeah. Do you ever feel like you've lived another life of someone else's and it's not yours, but you did it, but it isn't you. And then you're like, well, who am I? What was I doing? Who was that? You know? Josh, this might sound pretentious. This might sound like I'm pulling your leg. Oh, well, not during COVID, not during COVID, I hope. No, 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 <laughs> so no, no, no. It's too no, close because no. of the communicable yeah, disease. Yeah, no, I'm not touching your leg. Don't worry about it. Well, I'm, I'm so isolated. <laughs> <It's> just, uh... <laughs> what if you had eight foot legs? Could I, could I pull on your leg? I think the point is that you need to not be near the leg regardless of the size so, of the leg. So the leg, I mean, but your leg is very far away from your nose and your mouth. Mm. But anyway, I won't, don't worry about it. I won't come near your leg. Um, yeah, who, who are you? A stiffler coming near my leg? <laughs> okay, having some fun. Uh, every, uh, t- every time I watch a movie, Josh, I feel that way. Every time I sit down in the dark or have the lights on, I don't know. Every time I watch a character be cast in the limelight, I feel that way. I wake up and I'm like, was that me? Or was that some fiction? Some just vanishing void that was once full of bubbles and hope? Well, it all for me. It all started as a kid because after seeing a movie, I went around telling people that the the Toon Squad drafted me to go down to Looney Tunes Land and help uh, save them from a bunch of aliens who were also basketball players. And and people were like, "No, no, that was the movie Space Jam that you saw." And I was like, "No, it happened to me. I have that memory. I remember that happening." Like, right? No, you saw a movie, and I've just been struggling with that honestly since the mid nineties. I remember the uh, the infamous Space Jam story. And this is like oh, basically how we met. Or not how we met, but before we met, I only knew of you as the Space Jam boy. Hey, uh, listener, remember is, how, I met your, how I met your... Shut the fuck up. Remember how I met your mother, the show? This is... Uh, uh, no. uh, how, Char- how, I'm, how, tra- how Charles heard about me. Right. How... Char- how, uh, how- so I used to work in a movie how, theater called the Amherst. Don't, shut up! Don't worry about it. I used to work at the movie how theater. I met my podcast don't worry about co-host. It. Don't worry about it. It's final. Fix it in post, please. I used to work at a movie theater called the Amherst Cinema. Mm. Everyone there was going on and on about Space Jam Boy, and I was like, "Okay, now mm. you're making it like I was like the perpetual whipping post for this fucking well Josh, shitty little nonprofit." You weren't there, and they you sort of were every time. I was like. Should we do a midnight screening tonight? They're like, oh, don't tell Space Jam Boy. And then I found out later that Josh, what, what's it called? A mob swarm? What's it called? A, a, yeah, mob, a, it's a mob swarm. It's a mob swarm. Josh mob swarmed the Amherst Chinema. Let me defend myself. All right. Because honestly, what I'm hearing is a lot of anti-Semitism. Um, 
I was told by someone who will not be named Barry Benham, who I grew up with in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, that there was a midnight screening of Space Jam, a film that I was a fan of because 90s kids we know. will remember. I mean, I'm, we an know. 80s, I'm an 80s kid, but I guess I, I came of age in the 90s. Look, for millennials like us, there's two things you got to know. Uh, Nerf gun, Space Jam. Uh and what happened is that we were told – I was told about the, the Space Jam screening and I said, oh, that's fun. He said, yeah, bring some friends. So the attitude as expressed to me by an employee of the cinema was not, oh, welcome to our clandestine Fidelio Eyes Wide Shut fuck fest. OK? It was come see a freaking movie you love because you're a millennial and these kids will remember and some 80s kids. And I thought it was going to be fun. And now, I'm now uh, as you've made clear to me for the years, I was actually hoisted, don't let me finish, by my own petard. Yeah, they got you. You know why? I think what they did was Amherst Cinema does have the good cop, bad cop of employees there where some of them are fucking loose motherfuckers like me. You know, I would have let you come in with a thousand friends. And just to be clear, when Charles says loose, he does mean it in every way. <laughs> His penis hole just flops open. It's just this big, stretched out, gaping maw. I sometimes lose coins down there. You've lost a coin in your urethra? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I have. It's a very tricky. It does. I mean, no, never happened. Uh, and then there's this other guy that used to work there that he would. Wait, so you didn't lose a coin in your penis hole? No, I've never done it. I'm sorry. I thought. Why'd you tell me that? I don't know. I thought it would be fun just to I was think impressed. about my penis hole, having coins this in there. This is like when I found out that Michael Jordan gambled on basketball. Josh, this is. So, what I would. I, I just thought this whole story. I need time. I thought a story in my head where my penis hole was large. And you know, when you're sitting on the couch and sometimes change just falls out of your pocket and then you're like. Oh, I need to go buy a candy bar. So you Charles, rifle through the couch. I already ordered you an embroidered hoodie that says, congratulations on your big loose penis hole, Charles. Uh, you can still get me that. Remember you lost a coin oh, in it? Okay, never mind. You can't get me that anymore. Well, Jesus, I can, God. I can still lose, but I'm just saying, like, what, 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 if, I, if in the same way that one might rifle through the couch to go buy a candy bar or a, a ice cream treat from a local, you know, a gas station... What if I got to the gas station, I pull out my pockets like they do in the cartoons, and a little moth flies out, and then I go like this. I'm just pointing up in the air, because I don't know, I might do that. And then just, I wouldn't take my pants off, but I might just give it a shake. And then you'd hear a coin hit the floor. I am in love with the ocean of trumpets. I want to drown in the ocean of trumpets. Bugles swim in the ocean of trumpets like fish. Mm. I have mixed feelings about the ocean of trumpets. Well, I would never say the last one. That's fucked up. I would say bugles swim in it because I like that image. Yeah, it's really it is beautiful. nice to think about little bugles. And the bugles are like the babies and the trumpets are like the, the mom and dad. I love that. All right. You're locked uh, in. Just, uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, breaking uh, election update. Nothing yet. I did want to on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, people. I know a lot of people have told me they're waiting for our podcast. To, <laughs> they're to shut, they're, they're bunkering the down. They're <laughs> bunkering down, <and> staying <laughs> away from the internet until Monday, November ninth. <laughs> they have uh, uh, jammed pencils through their eardrums, uh, and will only pull them out. When our podcast drops and they can learn about 
president. Uh, I did want to run this up the flagpole, see who salutes it. Uh, Governor Charlie Baker here in uh, Champion Land, uh, Massachusetts, he uh, said he blanked it, his presidential vote. He didn't vote for anyone for president, <gasps> which is, is that, I'm not He's sure if that's like, such like a what level of loser. I mean, I did that. Yeah. I fucking it's did just that. Funny, it's funny to me that being like, when you're a centrist Republican in 2020, the Republican Party hates you because they've put all their dogs behind the orange the orange pack leader, and Democrats think you're annoying or just kind of vote for you, uh, just like reflexively because it's Massachusetts. So it just feels like, come on, man, pick a side or write in something funny. Yeah, no, he sucks. He he realizes he's fucked because you, there's no way a Republican can, especially in Massachusetts. It's crazy that we've been Repu- like more than half of Massachusetts governors have been Republican. And I think that's going all the way back to the 1700s. It is nuts that we still elect them. And this is it. There's no distancing yourself from Trump. So being in your fucking coward, Charlie Baker self being like, I'm just, I'm going to, they still, no funding was taken away from the police except for like $6 million in overtime budget. He sucks. He's going down. We're going to get someone cool next, whenever that is. And now that Charles has set it up, uh, Charles has a little announcement to make. Charles, uh, take the floor. What is your news about the next uh, governor race in Massachusetts? Charles, this is your time. Wait, what do you mean? What's going on? I wasn't Charles prepared for this. is running for governor. Oh! He is running as a member of the Green Party, and it's a wink after because he means the weed party. We're yeah. finally going to make smoking weed mandatory. And Charles is going to ride the green wave all the way to the toppy top top of beacon hill where he's going to smoke a big old dupe with ben franklin's skeleton josh and i say 420 i'm his fucking campaign manager we are not taking questions at this time except for this question do you strongly agree somewhat agree neither agree nor disagree somewhat disagree or strongly disagree with the following statement let me sip my coffee go ahead every night I dream of the bugles. Yeah, I strongly agree. Strongly agree. No question. All right. Number six, when you blow your bugles, who comes out of your trumpet? Now, this is a hard one. This is, you have to maybe even shut your eyes and put your thinking cap on because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you four illustrative, imaginative. Let the record show. Yes. Let the record show. My eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. Coffee's up. Coffee's up. Hat is on. Already, it's a, a cool hat. I'm yeah, not it is a cool it hat. I really like it. Thank you. I'm a big fan. It's my, fa- my new favorite hat. Bank it. Uh, and uh, I am now ready to... Let me tell you something about the imagination, Charles. I, my eyes are closed. Are you paying attention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I can't uh, tell. My eyes are closed. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to respect your request. No, I'm, I'm looking right at you. Okay. Um, we talk about movies almost every week on this podcast. Many weeks, I would say. We talk about movies. Is that fair to say? Uh, I mean, yeah, most weeks. What if I told you you had a free movie pass to the greatest movie theater ever created? Which which movie? Th- yeah, it's I your mean, imagination. It's, oh, your imag- it's your imagination. I'm excited. It's your imagination. And because of it, you know, you can imagine it. so many teen sex comedies with that. <sighs> you don't even have to rent yeah. so many American Pie movies and not ever see that money again. You can just imagine them. It's amazing. And that's, you know what? Wow, I'm doing it right now. Oh, my you God. Know, are you going to hear uh, the politicians talk about it? No. They're going to tell you you got to get uh, a streaming package 
on your Roku, just so you can like think of things in your head. Well, guess what? I hate to shatter your perception of reality, which, by the way, is a collectively agreed upon illusion. But you got a free movie theater. It's called Imagination. Okay, fire away, Charles. Give me my thought candy. All right, let me re 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 read the question. I'm trying to find my straw. One sec. Yeah, no, just use okay. your tongue. Oh, on, you hit okay, the well, mic. Blow, fuck. Oh, okay, God. my eyes are still closed. Okay, fuck. Go ahead. All right. When your bugle... Fuck. Start it again. Yeah, I'm sorry. When you blow your bugles... And we're in the clear, and go. When you blow your bugles, who comes out I thought out you of, hit it a little hard. When, Maybe try it... Okay, try yeah, a take, yeah, yeah. Try a take where it just kind of... Uh, fleetingly off the tongue. When you blow your bugles, who comes out of your trumpet? The tremendous jasmine Miles Davis comes out of my trumpet and he sprints away into the forest. A minotaur crawls out of my trumpet and he tells me that I am his wife. I crawl out of my own trumpet and then there are two of me. The beautiful piano man, David Brubeck, crawls out of my trumpet, and then this happens. Brubeck and I stand in the dark, holding hands. Okay, well, a few reactions to this prompt. And and thank you for asking me to close my eyes. I did find it to be like a trip to the greatest movie theater in the world, and it's free. Do you know what I'm talking about? My imagination. Uh, One... Can I open my eyes now or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you think it'll help you with the podcast, you can keep them shut. But it seems like you are stumbling around a little bit. Well, I'm, At this I mean, point. I, I'm, I'm in the dark, so to speak, and, and literally, too. Am I talking near the mic? No, no, you should open your eyes. You're really missing okay, it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, you yeah we, levels. we scrapped that. Oh, shit. Oh, God. We're going to have to just okay, do so, that whole over again? Yeah, yeah, let's start from the top. Welcome to When Will It End? We did it. We did it. Mr. President. Uh, I'd just like to congratulate. Suck my, my balls. big penis hole. I've lost coins in it. Um, yes. Um, so look, you set me up for this. So sorry. I've met Dave Brubeck. Oh yeah. So my, my memories of him are a little more, uh, punchy than simple, uh, fans. I consider myself not a close friend, but friendly with Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He played jazz music with my little brother once and my little brother sat at the same bench as him. We have plenty of photos of it. And I got to meet Dave Brubeck. Can you get us one of those for the podcast, for the Instagram account? I could. could. Yeah, um, great. Yeah, it's great. above my parents. Well, I'll have to have Sam do it. It's COVID-19. I don't know if you've heard about this, but I'm not going to go into my parents' house right now. I don't live there anymore. I'm a big boy. I'm going to be married by the time this podcast is out. Well, Josh, before you say that you're a big boy, you might be a small jazz boy, so hold your horses. Okay, okay. A horse is We'll help. find out what size. We'll find out what size boy you are. Hey, look, the thing about this podcast that's so important is that while we're friends and we give each other a hard time sometimes, you still got to call balls and strikes. So I was out there saying... Oh, I'm a big boy. Look at me. I'm a big, big boy. And you were like, well, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. But I got another question for you. We only got two more. Well, hold on. I'm not done. Oh, right. You haven't even answered the question. I met Dave Brubeck. He had very old hands. Uh, his wife was very nice. He was very nice to my brother. So I love Dave. Big love for Dave. So, you know, and like Miles, love the guy. Kind of a kind of a, a wild cat. He loved uh, heroin, sex, and crack and stuff. Um, I always say Minotaur. I was raised to say Minotaur. Yeah, you were raised to say a lot of things wrong. So uh, maybe you could learn from me and just sort of know that it's not Compass. It's not Minotaur. It's not... Compass. It's Compass. It's not Darf or whatever you say. Dorf. Oh, my God. The anti-Semitism that 
just rolls out of you like a mighty stream. Um, and no, I'm not talking about the stream from your loose penis hole. Yeah, that's change. Um, Coinage. I guess I don't want to – I don't really want to imagine the Minotaur coming out because he's scary and he's a big bull man with an axe or something. Not it's for a, me. Minotaur is a beast. Mm, just like – It's like an ox like me in, or something. Just like me in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> well, which, are you answering David Brubeck or is he too no, close that you don't no, actually no, no, want no, that no, to no, be no, a part no, of no, your – No, 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 no. Do you want two of you out there? No, 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 no. I would say I am not presumptuous enough to say that I can summon the spirit of Miles Davis, one of the greatest jazzmen to ever perform the music of jazz. And Dave's a friend. I'm not going to rope him into this. He's a friend. And that's not what you do with friends. Dave Brubeck is my friend. I would say the goal of any artist, and am I an artist? Oh, gee, I don't know. I guess so. Is to summon the deepest nether realm of your own soul. So I'm, I am going to go ahead and say that it's me coming out of my own bugle. All right. Great. All right. So this I have to um, show you a picture. It's a visual question. So unfortunately, the listeners at home will maybe have to just deal with your describing the picture. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I am, a, as, as many who I have sexed have remarked, extremely detailed. Are you ready? Please. Todd actually was really perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what you're showing me is a similar image to what I saw on Grant's bedroom wall in American Pie 9. It was a saxophone. All right, and then the question is, do you know who this is? And here are the answers. Here are the presidential answers. It is my sweet, beautiful wife, my glistening wife. That is a picture of me. That is saxophone, Sultan of Bugles, and that is my tremendous son who makes the music, my gigantic baby boy whom I am afraid of. I am I'm not a father, and I'm going to go ahead. Look, I know this is supposed to be like just like a, like fun and funny, so I don't yeah. want to be boring. I don't no. want to be boring. No, I don't want to be boring. I, I don't want to be boring. But that is the saxophone king of bugles. I mean, come on. I know a freaking saxophone when I see Yeah, it. saxophones. You know, the, you know a saxophone when you saxophone. Uh, I think the thing with these quizzes is that, like... They're truth. They well, get down deep. Well, there's a lot of truth in them. They get down deep. And, and, like, look, I get that. Look, the thing about comedy... Look, I'll, give me, like, ten minutes on this, and then I'll, I'll keep it short. The thing about comedy is that nowadays I'm getting my news from the comedians, not the not the news. And uh, comedy, like, there's truth in comedy. And uh, the thing about good comedy is that you're telling the truth, and good truth comes from comedy. So, well, as much as there are silly answers to this, there's also a lot of truth in it. And that is a saxophone. I mean, I can't argue with any of that. I loved it all. Josh, you got one last question before we discover your size is this is just a yes or no question you can just tell me straight out or you can lie to me is your body swollen with trumpet jelly yes easy all right are you ready are you ready are you ready to discover uh, your... <laughs> i think me and the listeners are on the edge of our seats to find out the answer to this online quiz when this is done i have a buzzfeed one about which uh harry potter house you are um, so get ready for that. Uh, spoiler, um, it gets pretty slithery. Wait, you just told me I'm in Slytherin? Shit. Okay, go ahead. What's the result of the quiz? You are a big jazz boy. Oh, 
Nice job. You are a tremendous big jazz boy. You blast huge on the bugles and it never ends for you. You are in love with jazz. When the drums are tap, tap, tapping and the upright bass is shrieking, larbo, larbo, larbo. And the sweet saxophone sonorously cues, shrillax, skrillax, skrillax. Those are the moments that you feel huge. Oh, my sweet, tremendous boy. You're bursting at the seams with trumpet jelly. You're filled to the brim with the trumpet jelly always. Your saxophone is loud and it scares the animals in their cages. When God falls asleep, you wake him up with your big jazz boy bugle blast from below. And I am so, so grateful to know this about you. Congratulations. Big, big jazz, beautiful jazz, jazz boy. boy. And the thing about jazz is it's the notes they don't play. So American Pie presents. I think let's, let's talk about this movie. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. We've just bludgeoned ourselves with this series. Like, I, normally we would, like, rank them, but I, I just, like, my ranking of this is I'm tired of American Pie. And I, I need to acknowledge my responsibility Wait, I'm for sorry. leading us down this path. I, got, I was still looking at that picture of the saxophone. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But... Apparently, they're selling a professor on eBay who has a saxophone. I'm sorry. They're selling a professor? Here, let me show you this. I'm going to do yeah, this again. Yeah, please show me. This is um, good. More screen sharing in the podcast. It's it's popping. So, oh, I see. Uh, professor Taishan, silver nickel ebb baritone saxophone. So you can buy a man for $1,600, and he comes with a saxophone. And two necks? Like you can pick which neck he uses? I don't know. Yeah, plus two necks. Do you want to bid on this? I've heard of getting neck. I have But getting two necks? Uh. Now I'm just looking. It looks like a stain. <laughs> yeah. I was it just looked like a some, stain. I was just doing some design work. You know, don't worry about it. I was a little concerned about it. It looked like a stain. It did look pretty bad. But, you know, that's why I leave it on the computer and not in my... I don't know. Where would I put that? I don't know. Fucking who cares? So let me ask you this. Now, I told you earlier... I had huge news for the podcast. <laughs> you did. You said something about Emmett wearing a vest, and then you said, I have huge news for the podcast. Well, the, the thing with Emmett wearing a vest is the vest has been a perennial coding device for a dork. Forever. For some time now. Remember 500 Days of Summer? For a little bit, vests were cool, and then they were uncool pretty quickly. There's like a short window of cool. Like I feel like the Jonas Brothers like wore vests. You know what I mean? So I've been watching a lot more football lately, and it seems like sports announcers also think the triple what's it called? The three piece suit? Yeah, the three piece suit is cool. And it's like the only place you see it in real life is in sports announcing. Or at a wedding, though you won't be saying that for me at my wedding. No. What are you wearing? Just shorts and a and a hoodie? Yeah, I'm wearing a, a a dope ass streetwear. It's like a it's a it's a mid nineties fish tour shirt reimagined if it was Bart Simpson smoking a bong and nice. Bernie Sanders is on it. And I'm wearing uh shorts that are just coated in semen and and, and uh marijuana. Oh, I got some of those. Leafs. No, I'm wearing uh this is coming out after my wedding, so I'm wearing a uh I got a Canadian tuxedo. I got a a white a white de- denim jacket and wow. white denim pants. They're brand new. Oh my god! I got a, I a can't cool, wait to a see cool it. floral shirt. I have a cool flower medallion. Allison got a bespoke dress for, that some seamstress in Kiev made for her. Um, and I don't know a lot about the Ukraine, other than that, it, it's probably damp over there. So I hope the dress isn't damp. That's my big hope. You just don't want a damp dress. 
I don't want a damp dress. If she shows up in a damp dress, I will have to reconsider what I say on that day. Um, but I'll be wearing, I'll be looking like a, like a lost member of the Flying Burrito Brothers, which I is really my, my goal in life at this, this point. Now that I'm 30. I'm super excited. Uh, but yes, also you see three-piece suits on fancy waiters and restaurants before they are splattered with soup by <laughs> yeah, some uh, rude true. little boy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, don't do, don't spill the soup. There's there's probably saying yeah, no, I mean, no kids in the fancy restaurant. No, you can have kids in a fancy restaurant. I don't think so. No, I think a fancy restaurant is for adults to go and drink. Drink what? Oh, we're going to drink old grape juice <laughs> and piece of animal? You ever think about this shit? It's just crazy. It's so fucking weird, man. I mean, I'm vegan, mm. so at least I don't have to eat the animal part. Oh, you're vegan? What? Hold yeah. on, everyone. Do you guys know this? You hear this? You hearing this? Charles you is to, vegan. You, you want to give it a little boop, 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 boop announcement? Breaking election news. Election forecast coming in. Charles declared vegan. And he's running for governor. And he's running for governor on the smoke must. Um, everyone must smoke marijuana ticket. So it seems... We are a little bit spent, and I don't know. I don't even know where we're at. Are we at? Are we already asking when will it end? Are we doing MVPs? Like, do we have enough time to even talk about the movie at this point, or do we want to just like get get cracking? Um, I think respectfully, we can say this is worse than Blockers, but better than I don't know seven of the other American yes. Pie movies. So this is the thing: is that it's worse than Blockers. It's not as good as the modern day teen sex comedy that we've come to appreciate. It's good. It's actually like it's a fun movie and I think the best thing you can say about it is that you do not need I mean it you do not need any of the previous movies to enjoy this one. I'm going to revise what you said. This is probably the best American it's Pie. It's the movie. best American Pie movie. <laughs> it's which is crazy cuz it's like, you know, I no, don't it's know, not it's crazy. C, this is a C minus maybe. <laughs> yeah. I gave it 3 stars I think on Letterboxd. It's but Josh is not crazy because we have figured out that the People who created this movie were, A, writing in a time period where most of the shit that is not uncomfortable and doesn't age well was fine. And it was also, I don't know, like the first one worked in a lot of ways, but it's still very uncomfortable and not funny when they get to the, like the 10 minute tit scene. Right. I, and since that's a huge part of it and it defines his character, you always have to think of Jim as a sex a monster. shitty, a sex monster. Yeah. Right, then does uh, seriously get close to fucking a child uh, in the in the final installation of the gym run. Jesus um, Christ! I think I think what we've learned over the course of this series is that uh, well, nostalgia is toxic, and we should avoid it at all costs. It's very bad, but it's comforting that the series can end on the note of we can make a raunchy sex comedy that is not strictly about rape and horrific fetishization and objectifying it like it's nice that you can make a fun raunchy sex comedy that is very raunchy and yeah has plenty of dumb jokes and yet isn't a a a hate crime or a war crime situation and you know what maybe that's all we can aspire to a mainstream comedy that doesn't go to the lowest possible common denominator of boorish cultural fascism every single time and so it's it was funny i laughed i think i laughed more then maybe I think I still laughed more in Bandcamp, but this was funny. I really liked the principal character. I liked all the main characters, and I thought Grant's like the way he was used. 
no one else like can you imagine if in the first movie nadia has a scene where she's like fuck you for like convincing me to come into your bedroom while you're filming me no she like chats him up later and still wants to fuck him this has a scene where he's like wait all of you wanted to fuck me and you're having a game about who could fuck me first this is gross and disgusting i'm leaving yeah it's it's nice that the object of desire has a very clear articulated emotional presence which is basically has been lacking from the entire series before yeah and so it was really nice to see a movie about friendship and a movie where i mean obviously yes this movie is woke to the point of being silly and irritating almost it is so desperately trying to not be like any of the other ones that it definitely goes a little bit overboard but all at the end of the day it's about friends that want the best for each other and it was really nice when even though stephanie still sort of wants grant at the end she's like oh wait he likes annie and annie likes grant then i'm gonna get out of the way and i'm gonna do my best to make this shit happen and it just like it was a very it was a very comforting movie it was fun and uh i had a great time i wish i'd watched it with amy i think she might have liked it too it was definitely like i've been avoiding i've been like i live in a house with four other people my uh roommate evan he works in the basement where i watch movies and record this podcast and I felt fucking embarrassed watching most of these movies and I'd find times when I knew nobody was going to be home or coming downstairs. And this one, I was like, oh, I wish I'd invited more people to join me. You know, people sometimes, I feel like I talk a lot in this show, but I just let you talk for like over a minute straight and it was just interminable. It was just endless for me. I'm sorry. That's one of the Hashtag bigger... Sorry. Not... Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like... I would say as a double feature with Blockers, watch this yeah. first, then watch Blockers. You've got a fun little double feature. It's nice to see. Like, th- though this ostensibly has women competing for a man's affection, which on paper seems like, a oh boy. But, like, they actually, I thought very successfully, I mean, one, set it up very clearly where when everyone peels off for their right person, it's it's pretty well telegraphed for some time. And the ultimate sense of camaraderie and niceness of it, it, it avoided a lot of the obvious pitfalls. It's perfectly serviceable, certainly for a Netflix original. This deserves like an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I just didn't, it was, just wasn't dog shit. Um, it's... Uh, it's nice. I, I'm going to go ahead and get to this, Charles. I am saying when will it end because it's probably not going to get a lot better than this. Please just end it now. S- just so recently in this film's series, this franchise's life, were we just at our wits end with how bad its worst elements are that if you can go out with a serviceable high school sex comedy, congratulations. You, sir, have won the internet today. Or should I say you, ma'am? have on the internet today thank you yeah i mean i i'm also asking when will it end for a similar reason but also because i don't like american pie i just don't like it i like oz i like finch i don't like jim and i don't like kevin it's like and i don't give a fuck i like matt stiffler three characters and of course the god that we've come to love eugene levy but we realize that eugene levy sort of transcended the series so much that I don't even know because he went down when it got bad too. So he's not even something that I can really admire. Well, they thought they could plug all of their holes with Eugene Levy in some of the direct-to-video ones. And sometimes it was great to see him show up. Other times it felt like it, you know, dragged him down. I speak, of course, of Beta House. Yeah. So 
And let that be the last time we speak of the hated. <laughs> well, no, we're gonna ass. have to rank them. Well, no, that's true. We can just we all know. We don't have one. to rank them. It's fine. No, Look, I want to rank them. Oh, um, fine. Okay, at least do the fine. top three or something. I don't know, but we're gonna get there. I just want to say I'm asking when will it end because what we've co- I've come to realize is that I fucking hate American Pie. I don't need movies based on American Pie. You can have a fucking raunchy teen sex comedy in Michigan and just not call it American Pie, and I will more watch it than American Pie Ten. Wow. So yes, let this be over. We're done with it. I never want to think about pie fuckers. I never want to think about sex. Like it's I just don't want these people in my world anymore. They all are awful people or boring people. Let them be cast aside to make room for a blockers too. Like I want more of that. I don't want anything else in this universe. Yeah. I, I, well said. I I agree. I I we've really uh oh boy. This was just a lot. It was a lot. Let, let's get to the rankings. Let's yeah. just go from best to worst. Um, one, honestly, I would watch this a second time, which is more than I can say about any other film in the series at this point. So congratulations, American Pie Presents, colon, Girls Rules. You are the best movie in the American Pie canon simply because everything else is so tainted with misery. So it's a win. Yeah, I so I, I think we should just alternate back and forth because I think mostly we'll be on point. I'm just maybe you can help me out. I will make the decision on my own, but I have a very soft spot for American Pie Presents Bandcamp, and for me, this might have been the best movie, but I think it was also a little bit cheap in some ways, and that how everything fit together so perfectly. Where Bandcamp did have a, like a much more, even though it was still based on rape. And was sort of disgusting. The main character learns from his mistakes and does everything he can to to do better. It's funny. It has much more connection to the world of American Pie. I, you know, I'm answering my own question. I think I'm going to give number four, American Pie Presents Bandcamp, my number one pick, the best in the series. Okay, I respect that. Uh, I I have to. Well, I'll, you'll see where it shows up my list. I find you find the intensity of Matt Stifler to be refreshing. I do find that to be uh, a bit of an emotional, emotionally taxing journey. As much as I agree with you, it has a weird amount of verve to it. Uh, so my number yeah. two. I guess before we, I just think four takes more risks. We're gonna talk and, about four more. Okay. Well, for me, the reason why it's the best is that. It takes more risks as a series overall, and the arc of the, the story is about... It's like it's much more intense, and I really... I, I do like the Matt. Matt's my favorite stifler. Anyway, what's number two for you? Any opportunity to go on... We've done an entire episode about four. We get you like four. You love Matt Stifler. He's your favorite stifler. Congratulations. Mine is Stephanie because she seems kind of cool. Yeah, she's um, cool too. And the most important trait in a woman is to be willing to pretend to like jazz. Yes, but again, we talked about this earlier, the fact that she doesn't end up liking jazz. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a deal breaker, Stephanie. Um, and I'm sure it's it's harrowing for the, this fictional high schooler to hear that uh, her, her lack of appreciation for uh, America's second greatest invention after baseball. Josh, I hear, she, I hear she's a big fan of the show, too, so this is going to be a big letdown. Oh, fuck. Uh, my number two pick is the first American Pie because I think we get a lot of Natasha Leone. We get a lot of Tara Reid. It is a weirdly, almost anachronistically sweet movie other than, of course, the much-discussed, we do not need to get back into this, the scene where they non-consensually film Nadia. She is, for the record, relatively unfazed by that, to Nadia's credit. Um, 
I think it's a classic for a reason. Jim's dad is uh, introduced in such a charming and lovable way and mm. creates the pantheon of his godliness that we would later explore. So like that, that again, to go back to that and be like, oh, this is like a, a more than functional, more than adequate comedy that's aged shockingly well. Uh, I've got to give it my number two for the series. Yeah. So I'm going to give my two and three because uh, it's number nine and number one. They're very similar movies. You both meet new people and you learn to love them and you get to figure out what's going on and see how they grow and become connected. Uh, Number nine for me was just more fun. I liked the characters more and I feel like their friendship was much stronger. Uh, But number one was great. I really think that for what it, all of his limitations aside, it is the best of the core universe for sure and it's like it's a it is a good sex teen sex comedy well this is the beauty of this podcast because what we're learning is that these foundational movies and these franchise movies really have this incredibly dynamic relationship where the like american pie 2 is i guess probably my fourth behind Bandcamp because Bandcamp takes the whole tone in such a radically weird way that that i guess it's, it's we really learned something with our ongoing thesis about this, which I, I think speaks to that. Like, like we can have the number one foundational one be in the top three for both of us, but neither, it's not our number one pick for either of us. So there isn't this degradation. I loved nine. You loved four. Like, I, it's interesting. Like, I think we are walking away with some sort of step forward for our ongoing project. Yeah. So wait, you let, you gave Bandcamp your number three slot and American yes. Pie 2, uh, number four. Right, because I think Bandcamp is very weird very memorable and certainly of all of the direct-to-video ones not counting nine which is a direct netflix one um it, it's definitely for the stifler family i like that the episode that the season oh my god listen to me my brain is shattered by this that's <laughs> all the right fourth movie Don't you're like it. oh god like is somehow matt stifler even worse than stifler and matt actually turns out to be a shockingly nuanced character played with verve by tad hinglebrinker and though we never see Tad again, he stays in our hearts forever. Or hear back from him, even though we, we left him a nice voicemail. We left him a nice voicemail. I don't think we'll be hearing back from it. And the email bounced to his acting workshop website. So hitting a dead end there. Anyway, so yeah. So my, my ranking so far is nine, one, four. And my fourth pick is two because I think two is just competent. And basically the same as the first movie, similarly cringy moments. I like that Jim glues his hand to his penis. That's amusing to me. Uh, and it's just fi- it's just fine. And I have no real complaints about it. So th- that steals slot number four. It gets dicey after this. Yes, this is where I'm trying to figure out what to do. But I would also agree that American Pie 2 is my fourth pick. Um, but then we have left. What do we have left? We have American Wedding and American Reunion from the original series. And then we have The Naked Mile, The Unnamed One, and The Book of Love. And this I, is I where... remember nothing about The Book of Love. I don't remember a single thing about it. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's no, the, so that's... Yeah. That's so... with, uh, with Cream. Who's the... What's the kid? There's the nerdy kid, Lube. The guy just named Lube. <laughs> Cream. Yeah. Okay, that fucking owns... <laughs> Uh, that goes so up that's, an auction, my book. <laughs> that's the one where they go to Canada. That's the one where they try to recreate the Book of Love. Um, I mean, I'm going to oh, that one just, had some really upsetting stuff in it from my vantage it point. Did, but I'm going to jump ahead, and maybe this will be, maybe this will haunt me for the rest of my life. But I think I'm going to put the Book of Love in the fifth slot. 
because Eugene Levy was back. It was funnier than three and four. I honestly, the way that Stifler is like brought to this level of savior and like he does so much wrong and yet the films love him so much. I think three and four are going to be right there at the bottom with Beta House because Siffler sucks and he just gets away with shit. We're in the first two he didn't. And the Book of Love, I don't think, well, it was complicated and had some weird shit in it. I think overall it was much less, I don't know. I Honestly, I remember nothing, but I'm going to say Book of Love is my number five. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. I, I actually don't mind American Wedding. It's not great, but it's not bad. There's nothing in it that I genuinely like. And I, I love Sean William Scott. I love, I just love him. I think so he you, is a delightful. you love him. You're part of the problem. Uh, well, no, the biggest part of the problem is Adam Hertz, the creator of the concept of Stifler, <laughs> who unleashed a cultural holocaust onto the rest of us. Um, so I'm going to give my my number five slot will go to American Wedding, followed by – and this is just – we're really – I mean it just goes down so quickly – followed by American Reunion because like it's just – I can't possibly, possibly – Naked Mile and – no, I forgot Book of Love. God yeah, damn it. you did. Where are you going to put the Book of Love? I mean, Fuck. American Reunion was impotent and boring. Okay, let me revise that. Five goes to American Wedding. Six goes to the Book of Love. Yeah. Because I like that there's a character named Lube, and that by itself wins it a lot of credit in my book. He was funny, too. I liked that actor. Yeah. Um, that is followed by... American Reunion, which is a deeply flawed movie and yet nowhere near as bad as The Naked Mile and The Unnamed One, two movies that introduce and create a universe so harrowing and cold and loveless and genuinely psychically damaging that I could not conceivably tie them to anything else in the franchise. Yeah. Um, So I I agree with you. The bottom two picks are five and six in that order. And I uh, am going to go... Uh, four, so seven, four, three. It was interesting. We went first, second, and third for you was nine, one, four. First, second, and third for me was four, nine, one. So same three movies in a different order. And then we both agreed that number two is fourth. And then we both agreed that number five and six were eighth and ninth. And then we just switched around three, seven, and four, and seven, four, and three. So we are in the same page in a lot of ways, but there's things that we like about different Stiflers. I think Stifler, at the end of the day, is going to decide what you fucking do with this series, which Stifler you like the best, which ones you hate, because they become this basically becomes a Stifler franchise rather than an American Pie franchise. It, it does, and I think Stephanie Stifler is a nice step in the right direction towards rehabbing the family name to some degree. Like it's nice to know that like as the Stiflers, like a Lovecraftian presence, just persist onward throughout history. That maybe like there's that old quote that obviously has been proven wrong about like the, the you know history moving in a like justice you know his you know the more what, the older what, we what was this quote what was this quote to justice justice go up like a big old curve the older we all get which I don't think is true I think it's it's obviously it's a trash world but uh, uh, yes you know again just to to make this very clear uh, the Stifler family must be exterminated. And I'm sorry, Stephanie. I wish it didn't include you, but that genetic line must be wiped out. I don't and know. I think she, both Matt and she, are the youngest of Stiflers, and they are choos- showing that the new breed of Stiflers might have some hope for the future. They're they're learning from the culture. They're woke. They're being better. And I I don't want to just 
throw away the Stiflers. I think they have things to offer when they're not awful, awful, awful rapists. So I, I'm, I, I think we can keep a Stifler or two around. All right, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I'm being a Stifler ideologically if I say that Stiflers can't get better over time. You know? Can you answer me one question before we move on? Please. The ending was confusing to me. Stephanie is not a virgin. She just hasn't had meaningful sex. Like When she finally fucks the big penis man, boy, mm, whatever Emmett, his name, Emmett, yeah. Emmett, she's like, well, actually, just so you know, I've never had sex either. Because he's like, I'm afraid. I've never used this giant thing before. And she goes, My big old wiener hog, yeah. Emmett, I haven't done it either. And then she's like, but I mean, I what did you? I didn't understand. What, has she never had sex, or just she has never had sex with people that she's loved? I, I think she's putting on a big front, like stifflers are prone to, and then in reality, she's just as vulnerable as the rest of us. Right. And it's, a little, it's a telling moment about how Stephanie presents herself to the world, the expectations of being a stiffler, the pressure to have sex, and the reality, which is that she in fact has not had sex yet, and it's good she waited for Emmett because he got a big old hog. Humma humma. And I do like that. Um, Ooh, fuck. What was her name? Michelle? One of the four who loves JFK. Uh, I do love that she pegs the little boy with a JFK dildo. I mean, we don't see it. That was a it. bad bit. You didn't like that I did, bit? I didn't like that bit. I thought it took the whole thing in a weird... Like, I get that he's a sub. That was pretty clear. He telegraphs that. But that that whole... And the JFK thing. Like, I think in 2020, for the nerd to be obsessed with... Uh, JFK feels like a little out of touch. She's like a yeah. young Latina woman and she's like, my favorite politician is like, she's a young Latina woman in the 21st century and like we're not talking about AOC or Ariana Presley or Ilhan Olme. Like, There's like a whole generation of Josh, young they women. love history, okay? I mean, there is something nice and revitalizing about the new figures, but... Oh God, what if what she's is, a Hillary stan or something? What makes you more horny? Someone that you can actually fuck or someone that you know is dead who cannot fuck? Yeah, you raise a good point. The idea of fucking a man from Massachusetts... I've heard about this movie theater. It's the best movie theater in the world, and it's free. Okay? Uh, Hold on. Look, this is... Okay, when I go to see a movie, I'm used to paying money, buying a ticket. or 20 bucks? Or 25, 30. Maybe I'm I'm subscribing to friggin' Netflix.com to watch American Pie Presents colon Girls Rules. You know, and all this costs money. What do you... What are you you talking about, my friend? Josh, you shut shut the fuck up. I don't know what you're talking about. It's free, and you know what? They're showing a movie right now called... Uh, JFK will fuck you after making his famous speech. And it's in your imagination. Wow. Okay, we need to end the podcast. It's election night in America. I've got to go home, and then I've got to come back and be on the radio and talk about, well, uh, actually, the thing about uh, uh, the voting is. So let's get I'm, down I'm to s- it. Yeah, I'm sorry. The beta did- House is the worst thing of all well, time. No, you inv- yeah, yeah. We, you invented MVPs. We got a blitz out of here. We need your series MVP, and we need your American Pie Presents colon Girls Rules MVP. Okay, American Pie Presents Girls Rules colon MVP Presents is probably the principal, because I like that she's a horny principal. Oh. She's going to do sex with someone's dad, and it's you know raises a lot of questions they don't really trouble themselves with, and I just like that she was sort of fun and doing sex with one of her students' dads and, and like in front of her, literally. And that's a cool principal. I was going to choose her, too. I really like... Um... I don't know. They're 
sex stores. I had a friend who worked at a sex store, but it turned out that the sex uh, store was bad. And now there's a boycott against them. So if you live in the greater Boston uh, area, don't go to Good Vibrations. But that aside, I do like that. Um, it's like shows you that the sex store, which is like people make fun of it, people are embarrassed by it. And they really are like she was an educator. She taught classes like it is a really cool place where you can learn a lot about sexuality and feel comfortable and get something that really makes you feel good. So, yes, the fact that she's basically like the goddess of the sex store becomes the president of the school. She's great. So since you've taken her, I don't like choosing it unless you're like someone really deserves it. And I think a lot of people could take MVP this time. And I'm just going to give it to Stephanie Stifler. Yeah, yeah, that's that's she earned it. She's great. She's a great Stifler. She's I know Tad fucking is the best, but she's the best Stifler. She loves her friends. She learns to love herself and she learns to love that giant fucking dick. So Stephanie, even though you hate jazz, which is why I would have given it to the principal, but you you earned my MVP and I'll just pretend that you love jazz. Okay, and then relatively perfunctorily, I will say the series MVP goes to a regular, 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 regular room. Who is it? Who is it? Milf guy number two, John Cho won my heart. He won my mind. His reemergence in American Reunion, I thought, was easily the best part of that movie. The fact that one character who appeared in all 13 years of the original canonic franchise run could come back and just steal my heart away shows that quietly lurking in the back of my subconscious, the man whose urine, Stifler Chugs in American Pie 2, is the series MVP. You know, I know it's weird. I think it makes sense, even though we just did Reunion and we already we already reuned. But I'm going to do the same thing that we did in Reunion because we thought this was a Stifler franchise. And when it is a Stifler franchise, it was really bad. And what we realized was that 30 seconds of American Reunion made me cry, made me feel good about watching all of these fucking movies so that I could have a cathartic moment like that where I see MILF guy number one and MILF guy number two hash it out and say MILF together one last time. So... I don't even remember his name, but Milf Guy Number One gets my series MVP to go wow. along with yours. Beautiful. And we can exit this episode maybe just by chanting Milf or maybe Dilf. Well, hold on. Can we say we'll, we'll chant both Milf and Dilf uh, back and forth? But can we introduce the next series or have we figured that out we, yet? We have figured it out, and I think you know what it is. Uh, Charles, what is our next series that we're going to watch that is no longer American Pie? Please oh tell me God. now. It could be anything. I don't even give a fuck. Yeah. We're just going to watch anything we want. I'd watch scat porn rather than watch a 10th American Pie movie. We are going to watch. Wait, are you talking scat like jazz? Of course I'd watch it. Of course I'd watch a jazz movie. We are going to do the trilogy starring Ben Stiller. Ooh. Called Night at the Museum. At the Museum. Museum. Okay, on that note, we'll see you next week. Please email us your thoughts on uh, American Pie the Movie Films series. Subscribe and of course, at patreon.com slash WWIE podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And now, as we said, MILF, DILF, 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 MILF, DILF. I don't care, 
Some my baby down by the river. She gonna have to come up soon for air. I think yeah. That can't be good. Are you recording? This is good pre-roll. Why are you not recording? I'm recording now. I had to unplug my mic. Uh-oh. It's trouble in Charlestown. But that I don't mean actual Charlestown because that is a place. That's really close. There might be trouble. Trouble in Charlestown. Uh, there's trouble all over this U.S. of A. And by that I mean orange man trouble. Orange man trouble. <laughs> we got the orange Ooh, man trouble. Ugh. We got the orange man trouble. Oh, that's a little better. Okay, ready to go? Oh, shit. Come on, dude. Yeah. Pull out your penis. Pull out your penis. Pull out your penis. My penis? Pull out your penis. Pull out your penis. Pull out your penis. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. One sec. My fucking fiance. Okay, ready? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Five, four, three, three, two, two, one. one.